This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. And we welcome you to this edition of Tuesday People, the podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Album. Lisa Goitsch, producer of the program, and my friend is alongside. Hi, Lisa. Hello, Mitch. Long time no talk, I feel like. We, it's been a while. It has. I've been traveling quite a bit. I've been in South America for several weeks, and then I was in Haiti for a week after that. So we apologize for the interruption in the regular delivery of Tuesday visits. I will tell you, people notice when, when our show is not on, we get a lot of comments. They, well, they... I, I apologize for that. I, sometimes <laughs> with technology the way it is, you cannot do a podcast from a South American uh, Airbnb. It's just yes, not, that is true. Just is not true. set up to do it that way. That's but true. I, I did um, experience something that I wanted to share with you today. Here we find ourselves on the coming off of July 4th weekend, uh, today actually being July 4th. And I remember July 4th from my youth as being a lot different than they are now. And the biggest difference for me is the neighborhood. I once wrote a column, Lisa, about my neighbors, and I said, let me tell you about my neighbors. And mm -hmm. I began to describe the guy next door, his family, his kids, guy and the family next door to them, two doors down from them, three doors down from them, how this one had this job, how that one had that job, how their kids' names were this, that, and the other, how this one went to the army, how this one uh, had a grandmother who passed away, how this one was really good at kickball, and this one was really good at baseball. I went through every single person up and down my block, at least, gosh, a dozen families. And then I wrote, that's my neighborhood when I was a kid. Yeah. Now let me tell you about the neighborhood where I live now. I can't tell you my neighbor's names. I can't tell you what they do, how many kids they have. I can vaguely tell you what car they drive because I see it pull out of the driveway every now and then. But other than that, we're not involved. And no. it's very sad. And I know that this is not true for everybody, but I also know that it is more and more true for people than it used to be. We live in neighborhoods, but we don't live in communities. We don't really interact with the people who literally are living a stone's throw away from us. That's true. I can tell you something really quickly is that I live on a cul-de-sac, you know, mm -hmm. um, and uh, I would say 10 years ago, most people on this cul-de-sac were very close to one another because many of us have lived here like 30 years, right? So we all knew each other. But slowly as people passed away or moved out or whatever, it's been replaced by new people, some of which have 
um, families, like young families, right? Never see the kids. I never see kids coming out of their house and playing on our street. I don't know their names. I don't know who the people are. The parents never talk to us. It's exactly what you're saying. And I'm particularly disturbed about this lack of children playing outside thing. And I know I'm not a parent. The world is a scary place, I hear. Um, but um, to me, that's what's lacking. You know, like, mm -hmm. what do kids do? Don't they play outside anymore? No, uh, it, it's interesting. This is not just a modern problem. Maury and I talked about this back in 19. 95 when we were visiting every Tuesday as he was dying from ALS. And that, of course, is the premise of our podcast. Listen to this cut that I unearthed from one of our conversations. The sense of community mm -hmm. is something that's awfully lacking in our society. Mm -hmm. well, they, they, for example, just get to know the people who live next door to you, right. which most people don't know. That's right. Do you know the people who are on both sides of you here? Yeah, I just know what they look like. That's it? Well, the others that we have some social contact with, yeah. not the people over here. Yeah. That's so, bad, isn't it? Right. They are not friendly people. Mm -hmm. I know the people across the street, the people on this side of me, mm -hmm. the people across there. These people are difficult. Even, what is that, almost 30 years ago, in a very pleasant neighborhood where Maury lived, he was beginning to see that. Now, if you had talked to Maury about how when he grew up in the in the uh, Lower East Side of New York and the tenement buildings there, everybody knew everybody. Everybody they watched out for one another on the street. And and what is lost by this? Well, I think it's a great deal, and you see it a lot on the holidays. And Lisa, you kind of hinted at it a little bit too. When you have a community as opposed to a neighborhood or a suburb, uh, when you have a community, people watch out for one another. So if I were on my bicycle in my old neighborhood and fell off and was bleeding and was down the street from where my house was, it wouldn't be another minute before someone came out of their house to take care of me. Oh, I saw you fall or I heard you fall or whatever. And they would, of course, know who I was and they would call my mother. Mm -hmm. yep. And and they would cause I'd be out of visual sight for my mother to see me. You know, I wasn't wasn't in front of the house, but I never had to worry about it. Whatever happened to me, someone would call my mother. They knew who they, they, they knew who I was. They knew what my parents' phone numbers were. Nowadays, <laughs> if, if, if I had a child, if they drove, if, if they uh, rode their bike more than one house away, I would be worried that no one would help them. Yeah. And if something happened, they, they, would, they wouldn't even know who I was. They wouldn't even know how to find my phone number. Yep, that's true. Um, in fact, speaking of finding your phone number, nobody even knows anybody's phone numbers anymore. That's right. <laughs> That's right. And you can't even look it up in a white pages because no. that, that, that's what we used to do as well. Yeah, no, you're you're out of luck if you if you need to call somebody and you don't have their actual name on your cell phone, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and the the fireworks that we used to do on 4th of July 
Um, I also find that to be sort of typical of the problem that I'm talking about. Now fireworks are kind of organized by communities. Uh, they're regulated and, you know, they have, they're, 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 even in Michigan where we live, it's kind of funny. They don't, a lot of communities don't set off fireworks on the 4th of July. The Detroit fireworks, I think, were set off on, on, on June 26th. I never understood that. Oh, yeah, I know. It's a weird thing in Detroit. Uh, but other neighborhoods have them on the 3rd, on the 2nd, on the 5th. Um, when we were growing up, I remember July 4th weekend being when you got together for the fireworks, everybody went out onto this lawn. You would bring like a big blanket or something like that. And everybody knew everybody. So yep. whoever you were sitting next to, it didn't matter. The kids could mix and mingle. They could go off. You never worried about kids getting lost or falling in with the wrong people or anything like that because these were your neighbors. And neighbors meant your community. But we have lost that sense of connection to one another as we have become more separated and as we have become more insular. And as you point out very correctly, Lisa, as we have become more inside in our living. Yeah. I saw this uh, very pointedly with the college kids that we have in Haiti who are at, at universities. And I asked them about the friends that they were making after, after some time. Mm -hmm. And they told me that they, you know, they weren't really making that many friends. And I was saying, well, why is it? I mean, what about the people in your dorm? And they said, well, we don't really know the people in our dorm. And I said, well, how is that possible? You walk down the hallway. Don't you look into the room, say hello to one another as you pass? And they said, Mr. Mitch, everybody's door is closed. Ah, yes. Everybody's door is closed. Oh, and is... I was, now, I said, why would doors be closed? If I remember one outstanding thing from my yep. college dorm experience is that your dorm room was always open. Because always. That's, that's how that's how we were guys. That's how we hoped to meet girls. You know, if they were walking <laughs> past, you know, we saw somebody uh, that that caught our eye, we might pop out the door. Hi, are you lost? You looking for somebody? Because you know, we were, in, in those days, people walked through dormitories trying to get to other dormitories, trying to get to other floors, and 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 and, and it wasn't girls, just if it was the other guys, or you wanted to know what was going on, or if you wanted to know who was around, or if someone was playing music. And you like that music, you know, oh, who is that? Or what kind of speakers are those? Or any kind of conversations that would pop up. And yeah. now, now the doors are closed. And what are people doing behind the doors? They're on their computers. Yeah. They're on their phones. They're on their devices. They might even be talking to the person in the room next door to them, but they're doing it through a device. Yeah. I mean, you're right. That's so right. I, if there is one thing I can remember about college, it's the open door policy. And not only that, but often we spent our time sitting out in the hallway talking to people. Like we would just sit on the floor in the hallway and eat a sandwich and right. talk to all the people. And like, you know, you'd have six or eight people just lining the hall, sitting on the floor. Um, I That was the fun of going to college. And right. yeah, we, we do not have that anymore. <laughs> that is right. for sure. Right. And, and the That's connection sad. and, and that, sad. I mean, college is, is basically uh, a neighborhood, right? Yeah, a, it do is. a dorm is a neighborhood. Yeah. And the connections of your neighborhood, even in dormitories, which have not changed 
in many, many years, there's still a bunch of individual rooms with two beds and a desk and, and bathrooms at the end of the hall. I, in, in fact, I mean, I, I'll go one further. One of our uh, Haitian kids, I won't say at what school it is, is spending the summer taking summer classes. And so he is rooming in a room that has five. It's like an apartment kind of thing that has five rooms in it with mm -hmm. a common kitchen and, um, you know, a common sitting area and, uh, 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 you know, common bathrooms. He says that he has been there for now about four or five weeks. There are four other guys living in the four individual rooms. He doesn't know any of their names. What? He says they don't even, they, they just come out and grunt, you know, nod at each other and go back into their rooms. What? Yeah. Okay, that's that's silly. Crazy, but, right? I, yeah. I almost I didn't believe it, but but he doesn't lie. He says, yeah. you know, they're they're in there. They can be in the kitchen at the same time. They don't speak to one another. Okay, that's weird. We're living, you know, it's weird. It's just, you know, I I actually, I, I I've talked about this before, and I don't know if I talked about it on this show or not, but I know I have in real life. When I was a kid, and you probably have the same thing. Do you remember like your mom's friends would just come over? During the day, they would just right, yeah, just, just drop over to they say even hi. Even ring the yeah. doorbell, they would just yeah. open the front door and come in the house, and then they would have tea or something. You know, um, my mom's house was always full of people during the day. My dad worked. My mom was a stay-at-home mom. Her friends from the street and neighborhood would just come on by. Okay, I am guilty of this. If somebody came to my house right now and rang my doorbell like a friend, I would be like. Who's ringing my doorbell? What? Right. <laughs> Who's coming over? Don't answer the door, Teddy. <laughs> like I think we've we've it's turned. Like, it. Yeah, it's like a, it's like an imposition. It's like a an invasion. I know. You know I'm people, in my pajamas. Of, in, it's absolutely right. Instead of welcoming people, like, oh, how nice! Someone's dropping by to say hello. Yeah. It's like you're being. It's like you're you're the beaches at Normandy, and you're being stormed. You know, <laughs> who's coming up my driveway? It is. It's. I'm always who's like that? that. You're right, Lisa. Even the tone of voice, like when someone rings up, who is that? Who's I know at the door. Where you're like, who could be knocking? It's not like, oh, I wonder who's stopping by. It's like, whoa, right. whoa, who's well, there? I know Teddy and I'll be like, don't go near the door. Like, you know, <laughs> like hide, you know, like we don't answer, like, don't let them see us. You know, it's that sort of thing. And I will just like, don't leave. They'll leave. And then I can like, look at the front camera in the house, you know, and see who's on the front porch. <laughs> and I think about that in context to how my parents lived and it's completely different. And then I'd be like, I haven't vacuumed. I can't have anybody in the house. The house is a mess. My mom never cared. Like there was stuff all over the house. People yeah. just came over. I mean, we really need to take a little bit of that back. But I yeah. am guilty of of the doorbell situation. <laughs> right. Don't but it's come all, over it's all part of this same sort of um, same sort of disconnect yeah. that we have in the communities that we live in. We'll be back with more Tuesday people right after this. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? 
Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Dr. Megan Sachs. And I'm Dr. Amy Sloshberg. And we're the host of the podcast Campus Killings. Our show covers some of the most sinister crimes to take place on or around school campuses, or the cases we discuss have a school connected theme. And with the new school year comes an all new second season of Campus Killings, which will debut on September 16th, 2023. But if you want to listen to Campus Killings now, you can binge all the episodes from season one, available everywhere you listen to podcasts. Now, it's not that we don't feel like we have communities. We have these virtual communities. We have our Facebook friends. We have our, uh, our interconnected digital book club. Uh, we have our, our FaceTime once a week things with our family or the group chats and things like that. But it isn't the same as a community at where you live. In Jewish tradition... I hope I'm getting this right. Someone will certainly call in if I'm not. There, There is a word, I forget the word, but it's kind of the Hebrew word or Yiddish word for community. And in the very orthodox neighborhoods, they actually run a string, a string along the perimeter of what they consider to be their community. Mm. And everybody within the string line is sort of obligated to take care of one another. And, oh. and people know that if they stay within that string line, they're in their community. They're in their neighborhood. This is this is who they are, where they are. Now, ah. You know, that's that's kind of tactile. And I don't think we need to be running strings or ropes around us. But that sense of belonging, sense of sort of an inside versus an outside, a sense of a this is our neighborhood. That's a different neighborhood. Uh, it just doesn't exist anymore. I remember when we were growing up as kids. We had kids from our, quote, quote, our neighborhood, which was a certain set of blocks, and we would play football games, and the football games would be organized against, well, this is our neighborhood, and then there's the kids from that neighborhood, and they would come over, and, you know, because there was, a, I don't know, it's a major boulevard or, or street that divided us, it was considered, because well, that was their neighborhood, and they had a sense of who they were, so they had a team, and we had a team. And, and and it was just where we lived that gave us a sense of who we were and, the, and our team. You know, we were we were defined by where we lived mm-hmm. and our community. And we even gave ourselves a little name of our, you know, whatever we called ourselves. I don't remember anymore from our from our community, from our neighborhood. And I challenge you to say to yourself, how many people do you know who live like that now? Yeah. Very few. Yeah. Yeah, but I do like the string theory. I might, uh, I might incorporate that on our cul-de-sac. <laughs> you want to, you want to run a string? I'm going to run cul-de-sac? a string all around the whole cul-de-sac. And then the other one is, 
who are these other people who are parked on our street right now that don't live here? That's like our new thing because we have these apartments that are like a couple blocks away and, you know, they don't provide enough parking for their people. So they come and park on our cul-de-sac now. And everybody who lives here is like, who are these people? My neighbor will like put his garbage cans in front of his house so that no other people park there. Right. Wow. (laughs) It's sort of the string. It's the invisible string. We just, we just have this unspoken rule of, you know, I would be perfectly happy just hanging out with the people who live on my cul-de-sac. Well, at least you have the cul-de-sac. Yes. Uh, but uh, the the most communities don't have that anymore. Most most of us are just sort of a house somewhere or an apartment somewhere. Um, even apartment living is 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 very I, I remember growing up, you know, I lived in apartments uh, when I was a, a very, you know, right out of school. My uncles and aunts in New York all lived in apartments and they knew everybody on their floor. Yeah. They know this is this, these people live here and these people live here. These people do we do that anymore? Do we know who lives in what apartment on what floor? And and so it's not that hard to break this. I, I know that you know you might fear getting shot by doing this, but maybe today on the fourth of July or this weekend or whatever, just take a walk over to your neighbor's house and ring the doorbell in the middle. Ring of the, the doorbell, <laughs> and hopefully they don't open it and say, "What do you want? Who are you?" But if you just say, listen, we're the neighbors, you know, I, I have to say, and I'm, I'm guilty of this myself. We have uh, these lovely neighbors to the left of us and they are moving. Just, re- just recently completed a move. But in the last couple of months, we found out that they were moving and we went over uh, when they had like an open house on mm-hmm. their house to just kind of go over and, and sort of see them and say whatever we just kind of knew them saw them they had kids well over the course of the last couple months we've gotten to know them way better than we did over the course of the last 11 years that they were here and it was a shame because they're leaving and they're really nice people but we only got to know them because they're leaving and we went over to sort of say oh you're leaving and 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 both my wife and i you know say to one another what what a shame they've been here all this time and it was only because that they were leaving that we kind of came over to say something. We found out what lovely people they were. We could have been friends with them all the time. Yeah. I, I, I think about like who comes to visit us here. And it's almost always people who live far away in, in other neighborhoods are, 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 are my in-laws or, or, or my, my brother-in-laws or sister-in-laws or, or my, my wife's sisters, brothers, our nieces and nephews. But they all have to drive over. Yeah. The number of people who come and visit us who live within just walking distance of our house is zero. Yeah. (laughs) Zero. Zero. Now, you would think, you know, having lived in this place for 30 years, that there would be some people that we would know just kind of walk over and do that thing. Like you said, Lisa, drop by, knock on the door. Hey, I saw you out in your backyard. You know, uh, how's it going? Nothing. There's nothing like that. And I don't think that we're alone. And I certainly am not lecturing anybody about this because I'm guilty of it myself. But I, I do think that, as Maury pointed out, you know, we are connected to one another in way, more ways than we realize. And, you know, one of the, one of the things that he said in his dying of, of ALS was, you know, one of the big revelations for him was that we're, we're more alike than different. 
and we're more connected than we realize. And of course, he said it on a very profound way through death. You know, we're all going to die. Um, and and once he was dying, he realized how much he had in common with other people. But we shouldn't have to wait until we die to realize the things that we have in common, particularly the area that we live in. You know, just sharing the neighborhood mm-hmm. is something we have in common. And we don't seem to celebrate that the same way we did. So on this 4th of July uh, and 4th of July week, uh, maybe see if you can do something about that. See if you can make, meet one neighbor, <laughs> one neighbor that you don't know. Uh, and, and just see if, you know, it's like, hey, if you ever need to borrow a trash can or the proverbial cup of sugar, which nobody needs anymore, but there must be something else. Probably, yeah. I think a cup of sugar is replaced by a phone charger. Like, hey, could I borrow a phone charger? I left right, mine at a the cup office. Of sugar. Right. That would that would probably be <laughs> way more than a cup yeah. of sugar. Yeah. My phone charger is dead. Uh, but something, um, and see if you can establish more connection to your community than you might already have, because it is a blessed thing to have. It's the lucky thing to have when we have it, and uh, we should celebrate it a little bit more. So. Happy yeah. Independence Day, but celebrate Independence Day by becoming a little bit more dependent. Dependent on your yeah. neighbors. Yeah. You know on what I neighbor. think is a good way to do this? You live in your neighborhood is not quite this. This might not work in your neighborhood. Um, but uh, I find that putting a chair out in front of my house and just sitting out there like I put two chairs out. Right. So I put one chair for me and one chair is empty. I find that that's conducive for having people come and stop by. I know it sounds weird, but I put two chairs out there. I have a little table in the middle and I read a book or whatever. And if like one of my neighbors across the street sometimes sees me, she'll come over. She'll sit with me. That's a great idea. You know, it's not just like coming in my house, but at least I'm like, hey, I'm here. Look at this empty chair. Come come hang out for a little bit. Table for two. Right. No waiting. (laughs) I think that's great. That's a great idea. That's something that can work. Yeah. That's a great idea. Of course, I can see the person says, say, can we go in your house? No. No, no. I haven't vacuumed. Ah, <laughs> stay away from my house. <laughs> but that's a great idea. Put put a little table out and a second chair uh, for somebody else and see who comes along and sits down next to you. I think it's a great idea. Try that, everybody, between now and next week. And send us a, a, you know, a text or an email or a notification of, of how it worked. If yeah, you spent we'll all day and nobody nobody came by. You're like Lucy with the lemonade stand, or, yes. you know, or, <laughs> uh, or the uh, Linus with the advice stand, or wherever. What was it? You know, somebody had like five cents advice. Maybe it was Lucy. Yeah, it was Lucy. Um, yeah. Yeah. If nobody comes by, then let us know that. But I think it'd be a great way to establish a connection to your neighborhood. So, happy Independence slash Dependence Day, everybody. We will uh, talk to you again soon. Until we do, with Lisa Goich who produces our program uh, and wetuesdaypeople.com on the web is where you can find out more about it. I'm Mitch Album saying, see you next Tuesday. Thank you for listening to Tuesday People. To be part of our conversation, join the Tuesday People community at wetuesdaypeople.com. Subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss an episode and share it with your friends. We look forward to having you with us every Tuesday because after all, we're Tuesday People.